1: First NFL touchdown for Zach Wilson, and it goes to Corey Davis. Down the middle, he's got
0: it. Elijah Moore, the 20, the 10, the 5, touchdown. Jones has just caught flat-footed. What an excellent, excellent route. He'll hit immediately when he got is. the handoff, you know <laughs> the q Oh, my gosh. Listen, thank you.
1: From the playlikeajet.com digital studio This is Play Like a Jet, my name is Scott Mason You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1 And it is time to talk about the NFL Draft coming up later this week With the godfather of online draft content Welcome back to the show The man who started, founded, and continues to run WalterFootball.com My friend Walter Cherapinski Walter, what's up brother?
0: Not much, just preparing for the draft, uh, getting kind of crazy with it being about four days away. Uh feels like there's so much to do, but I'm looking forward to it, to it uh, at the same time. So uh, thanks for having me on again.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I always look forward to talking to you both on the show and off the show because you and Charlie Campbell, who's your lead draft analyst, are always hearing a lot of cool stuff. And obviously with the year-round draft content, you guys are way ahead of the curve. And so it's fun to talk to you guys and chart the progress of where players are at starting the season when you have them in your mock draft and then as we get closer and closer to the draft and as you said the draft is now only a couple of days away so before we get into what the Jets could do some possibilities at all the different positions let's talk about the news that you've got up and the rumors that you've got up over at walterfootball.com a couple of players that I think it's worth mentioning and then I'll let you get into the reports you've got up on them Boye Mafé, Devontae Wyatt, George Pickens and beyond the players there's also a rumor about the seventh pick overall with the New York Giants Devonte Wyatt George Pickens some character concerns there some teams seem to be mixed on Boye Mafe the pass rusher out of Minnesota and then at number seven it appears the Giants may be poised to make a move at cornerback if they don't trade down so take us through all this stuff please Walt
0: yeah, I, I think the most uh, pressing story, most serious one, is that uh, teams are dropping Devontae Wyatt, uh, the defensive tackle, who's projected to go in the first round, uh, over repeated domestic violence. Um, it's really, really troubling report. Uh, Charlie did a great job of, of getting the news out. Uh, teams are just scared of this, and you know, it's it's uh, it's a tough situation to take someone like this. Uh, it's repeated. Um, which which means it could obviously happen again, and if it does, he could be suspended for a while. So uh, a player who's troubled like that, it's going to be tough for him to go in the first round. I, uh, you know, if a team that is willing to overlook uh, character concerns like the Bengals have in the past, maybe Cincinnati takes him at thirty-one, or a team like the Buccaneers who are just going all in this year, uh, maybe they take him at twenty-seven. But I think there's a, a a better chance that he falls into day two or. Uh, Maybe even later, depending on how scared teams are of Devontae Wyatt's uh, off the off the field concerns.
1: What's going on with Boye Mafé and George Pickens? I know Pickens has some character concerns as well.
0: Yeah, Pickens's uh, character concerns are uh, less serious. Uh, He just interviewed very poorly with some teams. Uh, Multiple teams said he was just terrible uh, when they were talking to him at the Combine. Um, but you know, every team's going to feel differently and all it takes is one team, uh, to, to like Pickens. So, you know, if 10 teams walk away from Pickens interview, uh, saying, uh, oh, this guy is just going to be a bad guy in the locker room. We don't want him anywhere near the team. All really takes is just one team saying, oh, he's not that bad. Uh, we could deal with it. And, and so th- I, I still think that there's a chance that Pickens, despite th- this, uh, report, uh, goes at the end of the first round. Although I think more likely, uh, given his, uh, this past knee injury plus this off the field stuff. Um, it, I think it's more likely that he goes in the middle of the second round, maybe beginning in the second round uh, as for boy Mafi, I mean, teams are split on him. Uh, this is not any character issues. It's just uh, based on his talent. Uh, some people or some, some people around the league believe that Moffy, uh could go toward the end of the first round. Uh, but some teams believe that he's kind of like a a vanilla left end uh, in the NFL and someone like that should not go in the first round, even in a poor draft class like this. So uh, some teams believe he's going to go on day two. Uh, I guess we'll see. Just like with Pickens, all it takes is one team to like maffe And if a team really likes him at the end of the first then he's going to go there, uh, otherwise, he's probably going to go on day two.
1: Whispers about the Giants possibly going cornerback at number seven if they keep the pick and don't trade down. And then there's a lot of talk about Trayvon Walker. He could go number one to the Jacksonville Jaguars. He could go number two to the Detroit Lions. We know about what the Giants are planning and what could be in store for Trayvon Walker.
0: So the Giants' plan uh, at the beginning of the draft process, or I, should, or I should say, I guess, before free agency, was to double dip at uh, offensive tackle, uh, because or offensive tackle on the guard, because their offensive line has been such a mess over the years. But the Giants have done a good job of uh, upgrading the offensive line in free agency, but they still have a huge hole at right tackle. So the their number five pick is probably going to be used on either Evan Neal or, uh, or Iki Uh So the number seven pick now, now that they've addressed the offensive line and ass- assuming that they're going to get one, uh and number five uh they're going to be targeting a cornerback uh the question is, is 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 there gonna be a cornerback worth taking at number seven uh obviously it's Ahmad Gardner and and uh, Derek Stingley those are the two top guys who are, who are the two top corners are gonna go in the top ten. Uh so if the Giants can can get one of them at number seven they're going they're probably going to make uh that pick at corner um as for trayvon walker uh it sounds like the jaguars are torn right now on aiden Hutchison versus trayvon walker they, they believe Hutchison is the safer player but they believe that walker has the higher upside so i would say right now i think the favorite to go number one is Hutchison Uh, But if the Jaguars can talk themselves into Walker's upside and if they think that he's uh, if his floor isn't as low as maybe they first believed, uh, he will be the pick number one. But I I think it's going to be Hutchinson right now.
1: Well, do you get the sense that whoever doesn't go number one between Walker and Hutchinson is likely to go number two to Detroit?
0: Yeah, I think the Lions are locked in on an edge rusher at number two right now. Uh, This would not be the case if this draft uh, were in February before the combine. Uh, I could tell you that if this draft occurred uh in the middle or the end of february the number two pick probably would have been drake london the receiver from usc uh the lions are in love with him they 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 envision him as next mike evans uh but given that he hasn't been able to work out and plus they, they've they've really fallen in love with trayvon walker during the pre-draft process so uh it is going to be uh, almost certainly going to be uh who whomever the jaguars do not take at number one
1: play like a jet play like a jet Let's go around the horn at these different positions before we narrow in on some guys that the Jets could consider at 4, 10, and then in the second, third, and fourth rounds. And let's start at pass rusher. Aiden Hutchinson and Trayvon Walker likely to be off the board by the time the Jets pick. But then you've got other guys. We talked about Boye Mafe. We've talked a ton on this show about Kayvon Thibodeau. There's Jermaine Johnson, George Karloftis. Talk a little bit about this pass rusher group.
0: Yeah, it's a pretty good uh, pass rusher class um, and, you know, the Jets need one. So they're, they're in a good situation, uh, assuming that they can get uh, Kevon Thibodeau at number four. Um, I, 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 I would say a couple weeks ago, I would, I would have thought that it was a stronger possibility. But now I'm hearing that the Texans might be leaning toward uh, Thibodeau. It's not that's the secondhand information. So I'm not like as confident as, in this as I would be with the Lions uh, news. Uh, but, you know, Thibodeau has um, immense upside and. The, the Jets could certainly use someone like this. They, they've taken players with with great upside uh, recently under Joe Douglas. Uh, so we'll see if Thibodeau available at number four. I think he'd be a good pick at number four. Uh, Jermaine Johnson, uh, I, you know, if if the Jets take him at number four, I don't think it's the worst move. I, I don't think they would do it, but... Um, you know, I, I think he he would be a better pick at 10. The problem I, is that I don't think he's going to last until 10. I believe that either Atlanta or Seattle is going to take him at eight or nine. So that would leave the Jets without an edge rusher in the first round if they pass or if they don't get Thibodeau and then they they pass on uh, Jermaine Johnson. So it looks like they would have to wait until the second round unless they trade it down, which is definitely a possibility.
1: Let's talk defensive back. The Jets could certainly use help not only a cornerback, but it's safety, specifically at free safety. So the name Kyle Hamilton's been tossed around. Not so sure the Jets are picking him for four, maybe a 10, but talk a little bit about the safety group and some of the cornerbacks. You talked about Stingley and mod Sauce Gardner before. Tell me what you think of them and then the rest of the group at cornerback.
0: Yeah, the corners are led by the two top guys you mentioned, uh, Gardner and Stingley. I, I think I would be surprised if both last past number seven, because we just talked about how the giants want to take a corner. So that's one team. And I think there's a good chance the jets take one of the corners at number four. So uh, they could both be gone after number seven. Um, and, and so there's, there's kind of a big drop off after Stingley and, and Gardner, you get a Trent McDuffie who, you know, some, some, I I've heard some opinions say he can only play in the slot. He's kind of short, uh, but he's really talented though. I think, I think he could play outside. I, I think that's fine, but he's, um, he's probably going to go in the teens, maybe the early twenties. And then there, there are a bunch of other guys who, who might sneak into the first round. Like you're talking about like Andrew Booth or Kyler Gordon or Kyir Elam or, um, a couple of daxon hill Hill. Uh, so there are a couple of other guys who can sneak into the first round of corner. Uh, safety is not as strong. Safety is pretty weak in this class. I think um, Kyle, Kyle Hamilton has, has been uh, someone who's been discussed in the top 10, I think, among draft fans. Uh, and maybe the media, but teams aren't as high on Hamilton because they don't believe he has a natural position. I, I think there's some fear that he might be the next Isaiah Simmons, who is, is really disappointed in Arizona. And he kind of didn't have a natural position either, despite being like very athletic. Uh, so I, I think there's a chance that Hamilton slips, especially after he ran very poorly at his pro day. I have Hamilton falling to number 20 in my mock draft of the Steelers. I, I think he could drop that far. It wouldn't surprise me at all if he goes around that range.
1: Well, what about linebacker? The Jets really need help there. I'm not sure they're going to do it in the first round, but after that, it could happen in the second, third, fourth, or even fifth round. The only established linebacker that they have right now is C.J. Mosley, and he's probably only going to be here for another year because he's very expensive. And after this year, they can get out without it being too punitive. But going into this year, he's the only one that the Jets can really count on as a starter Tell me about this linebacker group and what you think the Jets might be able to do, if not in the first round, then later on. Yeah, I don't see the Jets taking a
0: linebacker in the first round unless they trade down. Um, I, th- I think Devin Lloyd is the only linebacker who's definitely guaranteed to go in the first round. Um, other Outside of that, th- there's some guys who could sneak into the first round. Uh, Nakobe Dean could definitely go there. Uh, but I, I don't think teams are that high on him. I, I feel like he's going to go early day two. Um, you have Quay Walker. You have Christian Harris uh, from Alabama. Um, you have a couple other guys. Uh, Troy Anderson, Leo Chanel, uh, Chad Muma. Like These guys are all like, it's like decent day two picks. Uh, it's not a strong linebacker class at all. So it's, it's pretty bleak uh, if you need help with the position which the Jets need to do. So uh, given that the Jets have multiple picks in the, in the second round and then obviously in the third round as well, um, they, they they can take a linebacker with one of those selections.
1: Interior defensive line is a position that Jets fans are exhausted of Because they've used so many resources over the last few years there But they clearly need to do something Because the defensive line wasn't getting the job done against the run last year They were the worst team in the league against the run So they could use some help They're not going to do it in the first round They're not going to go after somebody like Jordan Davis You just talked before about how Devontae Wyatt is slipping Maybe somebody like Perrion Winfrey later on. They've got picks, as you said, multiples in the second round, multiples in the fourth and fifth. They've got a pick in the third round. So there's ammo there. And if they want to grab somebody for the interior defensive line, especially now with Foley Fadakasi departing for Jacksonville, they can. Tell me about this group. Yeah, after Jordan
0: Davis, it's it's not that great, especially um, with the news that I talked about earlier. Uh, Perion Winfrey is definitely someone who who can make sense in the second round. Uh, there's Travis Jones who can sneak into the first. I have him in the second though, uh, so you know I, I feel like his range is probably like twenty five to forty. So the Jets could take him in the second round if he drops there. Uh, you have Darian Mathis, uh, John Ridgeway. Um, And then really after that, there's there's not that much. I mean, this defensive tackle class is is pretty weak overall uh, depth wise. Uh, Really, it's just Jordan Davis and Devontae Wyatt. But we really don't know about Devontae Wyatt at this point. Uh, So it is it's not like the linebacker. It's just not a good defensive tackle class.
1: Well, moving to the offensive side of the ball We know that Joe Douglas is a build-in-the-trenches kind of guy We've heard the name Ikemaquanu Attached to the Jets over and over again Certainly a possibility at number four Depending on how the board breaks But even if they don't draft an offensive lineman that high There are plenty of guys that they can get In the second, third, fourth rounds We've heard about how the Jets wanted to upgrade Its center in the offseason Weren't able to do it Ryan Jensen stayed in Tampa Bay, for example Plus, you look at the tackle situation. They've got two good tackles, George Fant and Makai Becton. But Becton and Fant are both coming off injuries, and Fant is going into the final year of his deal. So they may not decide to go offensive line in the first round, but you got to figure at some point in this draft, they're going to use at least one pick on the offensive line. Talk to me about some of the options they may have.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think they're going to go off to the line in the first round. Um, you know, they they could, but I, I think it's more likely that they do that in on on day two at some point. Um, and, and there's there are going to be some good options. Uh, we don't, I should say, we we don't really know if Kenyon Green and Zion Johnson, who are the top two guards, I, I don't know if they're going to fall into the second round just because. Well, I feel like in a normal draft class, they would fall into the second round, but because this draft class is so weak, I, th- I think that'll push the two guards up. So I don't see them dropping uh, to the Jets pick at 35. Obviously one could, but I I don't think so otherwise. So, you know, at 35 and then at 38, I, th- I think you're looking at um, maybe a Luke Gottikey or Cam Juergens, uh, Luke Fortner. Um, there, there's some solid options on day two. Ed Ingram's another one from LSU. Um, there, there's some decent, uh, guards and, and usually teams can find, um, well, I just shouldn't say usually, but it, it's, it's a lot less hard to find a good guard in round two or later than it is in round one. So I, I think the jets would be, yeah, I, th- I think it'd, it'd be good for them if they waited for a guard uh, until day two.
1: Running back is a position that I think is an underrated need for the Jets. They got Michael Carter, who had a really nice rookie year, but he's a smaller guy. He was hurt a couple of times last year. You want to prevent him from wearing down. Ideally, you probably don't want to give him the ball more than about 12 times a game. So they could use a big power back that can fit this zone scheme that would go along with Michael Carter, split the carries, maybe take more of the touches than Michael Carter, and help wear the opposing defense out, sort of the way that the 49ers like to play ball control football. Talk to me about this group. Who could the Jets potentially get, if not in the second round, then maybe in the third or fourth, where it seems to be a sweet spot for these running backs?
0: Yeah, I think, you know, if you wait till the third or fourth, you're probably not going to get Brees Hall or Kenneth Walker. Uh, th- those are my two top running backs uh, in this class. I-, I have them both going in the second round. I think Hall goes before Walker, but we'll see about that. Um, so, if you wait till round three, round four to get a running back, I think you are looking at Zamir White from Georgia, uh, Brian Robinson Jr. from Alabama, um, maybe Isaiah Spiller. Uh, th- these are all like good players that you can get in round three, or round four, and you ca- you want to wait on a running back anyway. I mean, teams that draft running backs in the first round often regret it, even if they get a good player. Uh, it just hasn't worked out for those teams. So, you know, I, I feel like teams should always, uh, if they need a running back, just target one in round three, or round
1: four. Well, you know, I love Isaiah Spiller, so I'm hoping (laughs) that the Jets can get him in the third or fourth round. But let's talk pass catchers now, because that is a position that Jets fans have really been zeroing in on. We know the rumors about trades and how Joe Douglas tried to get Tyreek Hill. If they have to look to the draft to get a receiver, it could come in the first round, but it might not. This is a deep group. I'm not sure that it's top-heavy, but there are a lot of good receivers in this draft. Some guys they could potentially get in the second, third, or even fourth round. Or even if they trade up from the top of the second round back into the first, they might be able to do that too. Talk about this wide receiver group and some of the better options for the Jets. And then let's talk tight end, too, because they qualify as pass catchers as well. The Jets did sign C.J. Ozama and Tyler Conklin in the offseason, so tight end's not a pressing need. But that doesn't mean that they may not go in that direction at some point in the draft. Who are some of the guys the Jets could get at tight end?
0: Well, a tight end's pretty weak. Uh, this ba- is a very poor uh, tight end class. Uh, if you look at last year's class, you had Pat Fryermuth as the second tight end after Kyle Pitts. And I, I have Fryermuth a way ahead of any of these tight ends in this class so you know you're looking at round three or later for a tight end maybe like trey mcbride might be the first tight end off the board from colorado state he's a little undersized um he's not very athletic but he's he's a good player so i I wouldn't be surprised if he busts but he's just not going to be a superstar uh on the other end of the spectrum you have jelani woods from virginia he's a huge guy he's very athletic but he's raw he's only he only played well one year in college Um, and then you have someone like Greg Dulcich, who's kind of in between, uh, you're looking at those three guys. I I feel like they're, they're going to be the first three tight ends. Maybe Isaiah likely uh, sneaks in there as well. Um, so I think, you know, in the third round, you're probably going to have three tight ends go, maybe four. Um, that's kind of, kind of begin the run on tight ends. Um, but it's, it's just not a group to be excited about Uh, You know, if if you, if you need a tight end this year, you're in trouble. Uh, wide receivers a lot better, so you know I think we've been a bit spoiled from the past two receiving classes, which have been excellent. I think if you grade. Uh, the receiving classes uh 2020 and 2021 you give a pluses to um this group is not as good as as, as those two classes but it's still really good like i, I grade this as an a minus um you don't have like the elite elite guys like you don't have a jamar chase you don't have a jerry judy who despite judy not playing well like he was he was an elite prospect see you don't have a cd lamb you don't have um uh you don't have uh jalen waddle or anything but you have a bunch of guys who are going to go in the top 15, uh, top 20, uh, like Drake London, Garrett Wilson, uh, Chris Olave, um, uh, Jameson Williams, who I, I think would have a chance to go in the top five if he were completely healthy. Uh, but he's coming off a torn ACL. And then after that, um, you know, if you're talking about the Jets trading up into the end of the first round, uh, Traylon Burks is someone who might go in the 20s. He could be there. Uh, Christian Watson, uh, very athletic, but raw. Um, he could go at the end of the first round, uh, George Pickens, uh, kind of discussed him earlier. Um, if he didn't have the character concerns, I think he would definitely be the first round pick, but, uh, he has those issues and Jahan Dotson from Penn state. Uh, th- those are a bunch of guys who can go in the first round sky Moore, uh, maybe uh, doubtful, but could be in a first round discussion. Um, so the jets, I feel like they don't even need to move up into the end of the first round. I feel like they're going to get, uh, at least one or two of the guys I mentioned at the end.
1: Even though the Jets don't need a quarterback, I want to talk quarterback for a second because what happens there could impact the Jets. Because if quarterbacks go early, it could push some guys down to them. And even if they just go at some point in the first round, it could push some guys out of the first round and into their hands in the second round. Where do you see some of these quarterbacks going? We've heard some buzz about guys like Ritter, Malik Willis, Matt Corral, Kenny Pickett, where do you see this quarterback class shaking out? Is it going to be like 2013 where only one quarterback went in the first round? Might we see a run in the 20s or something? What do you think?
0: I think this class, this quarterback class reminds me of 2019, uh, but without Kyler Murray. So in 2019, you had Daniel Jones and Dwayne Haskins, the two guys who went in the first round. Uh, but teams weren't really excited about them. I mean, they, they, I feel like the Giants and and, and Washington kind of talked themselves into drafting those guys. And I think you're going to have the same thing here with Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett. Those are the two guys I think are definitely going to go in the first round. Um, I think Willis is uh, I think he's going to go earlier than Pickett could be wrong, but. He has the higher upside, so I I think teams are more intrigued by him. I I know teams like I I know some teams like Willis more than Pickett. Now, now Pickett could be more favorable to the other to other teams that we haven't talked to. Uh, The problem Pickett is twofold: one, he has very small hands, so a team. Uh, in a cold weather climate like Pittsburgh or something, that's going to be problematic uh, for him playing in December. I know Kenny Pickett played for Pitt, but he you know, the college football regular season doesn't extend really past Thanksgiving uh, whereas like the Steelers will need him to play into Gen- December, January uh, he's just going to struggle with the small hands in in cold and uh, windy conditions uh, in Pittsburgh um, and then you have Willis who's who's very athletic. I think he there's a chance that uh, he there's a decent chance. I think he goes in the top 10 uh, whether some team trades for him, or uh, maybe the Panthers just take him out right at six, or maybe Atlanta at eight. So I, I think I think uh, you know, if I had to guess, I would say Willis goes in the top ten. I think Pickett falls out of the top ten, and I think some team takes him. I, I, I think. I feel like he could have maybe an Aaron Rodgers or Brady Quinn type stumble where he drops to maybe the Saints at 16. Uh, in one of my mock drafts, I had him dropping to Tennessee at 26, which is kind of like the area where Rodgers and, and Quinn dropped to. So I, th- I think it could definitely happen. Um, and with Matt Corral, if, if he was if he weren't injured, I think he'd have a good chance of going in the first round. I still think he could go there. I feel like a team would move up for him. Uh, maybe Seattle, they have two second round picks, so they can move up into the end of the first round to get Matt Corral uh, and, you know, they get him with that fifth-year option, which would be uh, appealing to them. Uh, so I think ultimately, I feel like three quarterbacks go in the first round, uh, definitely two, but and maybe Corral sneaks in.
1: Well, let's talk about the Jets specifically now in their picks. They've got two picks in the top 10, number four, number 10. They could move around. It's possible that they trade up or trade down from those spots, but as of right now, let's assume that they're going to pick where they are what do you think are some of the better options for them most likely based on what you're hearing as far as who may go where and then just who you think is a good fit and the best players available?
0: I think at number four, the Jets are taking Ahmad Gardner, uh, the cornerback Cincinnati. Um, You know, he feels a big need. He's going to be the best player available in their mind, at least. Um, And, you know, they they could go with Kayvon Thibodeau. They, They could go with one of the tackles, but I think Gardner for what they're doing, I, I think that makes the most sense. I, I think Thibodeau has a good chance of being taken off the board at number three. I talked about that earlier, and if that happens, I think it's I think there's a good chance as Gardner, if Thibodeau's available. You know, it gets a little bit more complicated. But I think that ultimately the the Jets will go Gardner at four, and if that's the case, I think they go offense at number ten. I think they go receiver, and my guess is that they would favor Garrett Wilson over the other receivers. Just You know, based on the upside, um, I I think they go uh, Gardner and then Wilson at 4-10.
1: What do you think the Jets would be looking to do with their second round picks, their third round pick, number 69, and then they've got two picks in the fourth and fifth? There's a variety of different ways they could go because, let's be honest, Walt, they have a lot of needs tons of areas you really can't go wrong that's pretty much the only benefit of having a roster that needs such an influx of talent is that you can pick players at almost any position so how do you think they're going to approach this and who are some of the players that you think they may look at
0: yeah it makes it easier to do a mock draft too because i could just say they just need so-and-so which is (laughs) going to be correct no matter what position it is um right now in my mock draft um i have uh, Quay Walker going to the Jets at number thirty-five, uh, and then Kenneth Walker, um, the running back from Michigan State, going to thirty-eight. But I'm, I'm going to change the Walker pick to Perion Winfrey. Um, so I, I like that change. And then at sixty-nine, I have the Jets taking Daniel Falele, the tackle from Minnesota. He's a huge, uh, like he's a monstrous guy. He's he's just massive, and he has upside. Um, there's a low floor with him, but that's how Joe Douglas is drafted. Um, at 111, I had the Jets taking Brandon Smith, the linebacker from Penn State. He could play on the edge or or inside. He's pretty versatile. And then at 117, I had the Jets taking Cam Juergens, uh, center from Nebraska. So uh, kind of addressing all the needs, right? Taking running back, a um, couple linebackers, uh, tackle, uh, and obviously in the first round, a cornerback and receiver.
1: The only thing he didn't give them is the one thing that I think Jets fans want the most, which is a pass rusher. So if they don't leave this draft yep. with a pass rusher, Joe Douglas is going to face a firing squad down at <laughs> Florham Park, I think, from the Jets fans who are going to be very disappointed.
0: Yeah, that's true, but you know, like we we're saying, they the Jets need everything, right? So <laughs> it's hard to address all the needs. Um, you know, they they get back Carl Lawson from injury, so that's something. Uh, like, and they have John Franklin Myers on the edge. I, I I think that they could definitely go with an edge rusher in the second round uh, if if my prediction of Gardner and then Wilson is correct. Um, but we'll see. I, I I may ultimately mock a an edge rusher to the Jets on day two.
1: Walter Cherapinski, the owner and founder of WalterFootball.com. Thank you so much for coming on and breaking down all the latest surrounding the draft and also talking through all the different positions and scenarios with me for the Jets. Really appreciate it. You've got your hands full right now with all the draft coverage that's up at WalterFootball.com. You're going to have a ton leading up to the draft and then during the draft as well. Talk about what you and Charlie are going to be doing and what's up at WalterFootball.com right now.
0: Yeah, so Charlie, our senior senior NFL draft analyst, uh, he's going to have breaking news every day. Uh, and Charlie has had, uh, I would say, I think the, the most accurate mock draft uh, on the Internet over the past five years collectively. Um, he, just, he just he talks to all the all the sources and he gets in all the information. I don't know how he does it, but he does it. Uh, so, you know, look, I'm looking forward to uh, all the breaking news that Charlie's going to deliver for us. Um, and Charlie's going to have his mock draft updated every day. I'm going to have my mock draft updated every day. Uh, we have positional rankings, big board. Uh, and then during the draft, we're going to have grades for every single pick uh, minutes after they're made and also grading all the, tr- the draft trades. Uh, so it's, it's going to be super busy, but I'm looking forward to it and uh, producing all, all the content we do at WalterFootball.com.
1: Make sure you check out everything Walter and Charlie are doing over at WalterFootball.com and check out everything we're doing at PlayLikeJet.com and the PlayLikeJet YouTube channel. The Thunder from Down Under, Luke Grant, has got some all-22 breakdowns of a lot of the prospects that you heard Walter and I talking about during the show. So watch the videos and subscribe to our channel if you haven't already. Visit our store, TPublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quentin Williams, Bless You Thank You shirt. The Zach Says Go Long shirt. The Zach the Ripper shirt. The PlayLikeJet logo shirt shirt caps, mugs, hoodies, it's all there TeePublic.com That's T-E-E-Public.com And be sure to give us a 5 star review for the podcast On iTunes if you haven't done that already Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money But it goes a long way to help us out So if you could go ahead and do that for us we'd be quite grateful And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets Podcasts and content you know where to go That's Play like a Jet Digital And PlayLikeAJet.com